Welcome back to another episode of The Geek Whispers. I'm Matt Brender. And I'm Amy Lewis. And I'm John Mark Troyer. And we are still hanging out at VMworld 2016 in the one and only Las Vegas. We won't be here too much longer, thankfully, but we're surrounded (laughs) by the wonderful community that we've been lucky to grow up in in this industry. So we've got one of our community members and returning guests. Would you introduce yourself for us, Greg? Sure. Uh, Yeah, thanks for inviting me again, guys. Um, So my name's Greg Robertson. My accent might be not used to for Americans, so a lot of Americans think I'm English. I do live in England, but I'm originally from South Africa. Um, so yeah, I'm VCDX205. I blog from the Safa Geek, um, and also I tweet on Greg Robertson5. I'm a VMware Community's moderator, etc., etc., etc. Yep, V uh, Roundbag and represent. Also- And what we're going to dig into is also you're a bit of a certification hoarder, uh, if you will. Yeah, Um, just a few. Yeah, part part of our industry and something we haven't picked up in a while on the Geek Whisperers is the value of certifications as a way of showing your technical aptitude. So today we're going to talk about elite certifications in the ever-changing ecosystem of IT. Now, Greg, uh, I believe you recently achieved the VCDX, and maybe you can tell people what VCDX is in a beginner way and, and tell us that journey. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I passed the VCDX, but in the data center virtualization track, passed it last year, October. It was uh, my second attempt. So I, I had attempted the first time in April 2014. So yeah, I, I did that. The VCDX is the elite certification for VMware. So it stands for VMware Certified Design Expert. Don't explain why the X, I think that it, it clashed with someone sense. else, um, and just because. And so it's very common for people to take that multiple times in order to achieve it. It's it's quite a renowned certification in the data is, center. It is. So you, you have to pass the VCP um, in the track, so get that. Then you have to do two advanced exams, one for deploy, one for design. And then you have to submit a design. So you create a enterprise design trying to match the blueprint for the certification certification, you submit it, a whole bunch of VCDXs grill through it, make sure it's worthy of you defending, and then they invite you to a defense where you get to present the defense and they get to try and pick it apart. And then you've also got scenarios. So, so John, those are fun. you're the only person on this podcast with a PhD. Does that sound familiar at all? It seems like a lot of work. It sounds very <laughs> familiar. In fact, uh, kind of one of the milestones of the PhD process is the thesis defense. Mm. And you stand up in front of, one of, of a bunch of professors and they approve your you know, approve your proposal. I mean, I had an oral exam, actually an oral exam and then a defense. So uh, I've been through that. And it terrifies people, frankly. It's a terrifying experience because it is super formal and super rigorous. And the whole point is actually, both for VCDX and for PhDs, they kind of pride themselves on failing people. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I didn't want to compare it to PhD. Though. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, PhD is many years and there's a lot of work and original research. And I don't want to say they pride themselves on failing people, but they will not pass everybody. If you do not come with something, they will not pass you. Yeah, and and I think of the PhD only because it seems to be uh, designed after it. But uh, let's talk about the scale. How much time did you invest in this process from beginning certs up to the VCDX? Um, wow, so beginning certs up to the VCDX. Wow, I think the VCPs um, I'd been doing for a number of years, so that wasn't too bad. So I probably, probably a month's worth of studying for that. But that was more hands-on because I'm a consultant. Uh, the VCAPs, I was fortunate to pass first time, but those were also about a month in prep 
linking with the V brand bag where we do a lot of stuff like that. And then VCDX, because I did it twice in total, it was about 300 hours for the first one, including the whole design, which was a real world design. And the second time revamping it was also a good 300 hours, which, yeah, when you're doing it, I recommend certainly speak to your significant other uh, because <laughs> oh, we'll get to advice <laughs> yeah yeah no but so all in uh, you've been doing this for many years you've certainly. built up to this and you've gotten this achievement I mean it's quite an achievement and I want to talk more about like the why did you go down that journey I use a lot of certifications. As you said, I have quite a number of certifications. So I use certifications as a motivator for me to learn new things. So what I do is I'll decide I'm going to do this exam. I like the blueprint. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to book the exam. So I'm going to book it for a specific day. And then if something crazy happens, I'm not going to cancel it. And that forces me to learn new tech. It forces me to really have to go deep into it. One of the reasons I became a consultant was I looked at a number of people who were VCDXs and I thought, I want to be that skill set one day. And so, yeah, I started off, made sure I had the VCPs, then I did the VCAPs and then decided, all right, I'm going to go for this. I think I've got a good amount of consulting experience, etc., to put in a design that I think would be worthy of getting invited for. And how are you looking at the VMware certificates versus, say, I mean, do you have others in Microsoft or Cisco or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think, as there's a lot of people within the same kind of industry as me, we all, we all started as server admins. So I did the, the de facto MCSEs, etc. So did those. Those were good. I think it was at a point where I think I got into MCSE when it kind of troughed a bit. Um, so obviously there was, there was loads of demand for MCSE in the beginning and then possibly the bubble burst a little bit. And once I got back into it, it was really good for that. I think the, the VMware ones I really enjoyed. I think it was actually part of the reason I've ended up with the V Brown Bag crew because it was a good community around it. For Microsoft staff, I'm not saying there wasn't a good community around Microsoft, but the VMware ones were really helpful. There was a lot of people that wanted to learn it together. A lot of the stuff on my blog posting was around just the resources I was using for the VCPs and the VCAPs, etc. like that. And that was that was really great. And I think that was what also really helped that I could work with people who were aiming for it. Everyone wanted to help each other out to learn more and that was really beneficial. So I had to do partly, uh, yeah, just the right community at the right space and we're all coming from the VMware community for that sole fact that they were so good at aggregating people in a way that helped us, you know, rise up through the ranks of the technical skills. So we started to touch on practices. Amy, you've talked about the spreadsheets by which you plan your life so that you're able to achieve things. So what sort of topic should I ask Greg about in <laughs> relation to uh, to how he handled this? How do no, you I know, it's like uh, you sort of alluded in, yeah. to it, but uh, the work-life balance question, it sounds like any endeavor. This is not a, a, a single track. You've got to have everybody involved. How do you manage that? Um, yeah, so as I say, you, you've got to certainly speak to your significant other and have quite a supportive um, significant other around you. So I have, I'm married, I have two young children, I have a three and a half year old and a four month old. Um, so I, yeah, it's oh certain, certainly, certainly a young family um, and I'm also a consultant so I'm all over the place to be honest. When I did my second VCDX I was actually flying to Rotterdam and back uh, three days a week for about 12 months. So 
that that was beneficial but and also it sounds it sounds like <laughs> and in all seriousness i joke i've taken a million red eyes and people are like why do you do that and it's like you just you just have to you, absolutely that's, the, that's where it gives a little bit yeah so I, I, you know whenever some people ask me oh okay i want to do the vcdx what would you recommend and it is it's it's certainly speak to your significant other make sure that they're aware of the amount of time you're going to have to do it. Um, I think also when you're doing that, you have to be honest with yourself as well. I think that's really, really important because I posted a thing after my VCDX and it was fun thing. I used to watch a YouTube thing and it was literally coming down to how badly do you want it. I can't think of the person who has a speech. He's a motivational speaker and he literally talks about it at a point of do you want it more than you want to breathe? And it's certainly, you know, don't stop breathing over it uh, before <laughs> anybody's like, okay, first. I'm going to do this. But it really is up to that point. And you, you've got to look at it and think, do I want to pass the VCDX, for example, or any elite certification? Um, do I want it more than I want to go out with my friends? Do I want it more than I want to watch TV? You know, and out of that, I think... They're linking to Amy's spreadsheet. You've, you've almost got to book time. So you've got to book time and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to work. And where can you find it? So those flights back and forth from Holland were certainly challenging. It was waking up at half three every Monday morning. But on the planes and the trains through Holland, I sat there and I read. So when everyone was sleeping on the red eye first flight in the morning, I was sat there either listening to podcasts or reading a book and things like that. And yeah, looking around the the whole plane and everyone's sleeping and you're the one sat there reading off your iPad trying to learn about, you know, <laughs> in-depth storage DRS, etc. It can be quite challenging, but that's, that's I think, that's at least for me, time. That's, that's the level. Good. That's where you have to do it. And that's, that's where grit. That's like showing up and putting the time in no matter how painful it gets. That's something well, that hey, can hey, admire. No, uh, no young kid needs you when you're on the plane, so it's a great time <laughs> to read it. Well, that's, that's why. That's the thing also is that in all honesty, being in Holland for that project was challenging, but a lot of the times it did work out not too bad that because I was in a hotel room and there's a number of times, I'm sure you've all had to work on projects, stuff like that. everyone wants to go out, let's have a meal, let's have a couple of drinks, and you've got to say, no, I can't do that. I'm going to actually sit in the room, I'm going to order some room service, I'm actually just going to sit here and practice, do this, do that. Part of the VCDX is you have mentors. Um, so I worked with a lot of people who are mentors and people also aiming for it and just sat there and listened to it, spoke to people, practiced things, really grilled myself. I actually think it's a good point that you bring up and I'd love to hear how you managed it. If you do have to say no to all those social engagements, a big part of what we do in some ways and how we succeed is being connected to the community. How do you make sure you're not forgotten and left behind <laughs> because you we've asked Greg 87 times and he's always <laughs> studying for something. How do you how do you maintain enough of that to let people know there's an end in sight and to not you know, lose that bigger prize, which the community, yeah. we all need to get the next job. To it, get the it, next is, it is challenging. Um, it's challenging in a way of you, you do need to balance. I mean, my, my, I blog a fair amount and I had to take a step back. I mean, I enjoy tweeting and I enjoy being part of the community. But that was also one thing that I looked at and I would, I'd be sitting there scowling through Twitter and commenting to people. And I was like, do I really need to do this or could I actually find a way uh, where I'd have specific search criteria in TweetDeck and be able to look at it at the end of the day, still keep abreast of the information that's happening, but also, yeah, 
be able to say, actually, I'm not going to go and sit on Twitter all day. I could actually utilize that time better. You started filtering yourself down to uh, a smaller portion of that so you can reclaim that time as the, the language you were using. It's Amy. like our geek version of sitting on the couch eating potato chips, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can get lost in Twitter for hours if oh, you're not definitely careful. definitely. It yeah. is. And you get, you get caught up in that and who's talking about this and let's read this blog posting. I'm kind of curious. We're talking about time management techniques. Um, you know, this was a certification that you went at a couple of times. How much of this is like getting beyond fear or imposter syndrome or thinking that, hey, this is something I can do? Did you work? Did you wrestle with any of that? Um, so I still wrestle with imposter syndrome, to be honest. Um, it certainly happens, and I'm not sure when it's going to go away, if ever. <laughs> um, so it is, and that's the thing. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think I did a lot of it. It was when I did my first um, defense, uh, I walked in there and I knew pretty much all my panelists. So when you think of VCDXs, you think of these floating brains that know absolutely everything. So when I went in there, even though my panel was really great, um, and linked to your PhD with a saying, oh, you were saying maybe they want to try failure. The VCDX panel are like asking you questions in the hope that you can answer them correctly so you can prove your knowledge. They've all been there, and that's what I think for the second time um, I tell people is when you're going in there, take it as you're having a meeting with your peers, they're joining maybe a new project with you and explain to them, this is how I did the project. And they, they haven't seen it, so they don't know all the nuances. So they say, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, why did you choose that? And if you look at it that way, rather than someone trying to trip you up, at least for me, that really helped that everybody in there felt like my peers. I felt I could chat to them. Um, and that also made it... I think much more, not really casual, but... Yeah, uh, even before that though, Greg, I mean, you did this in a very public fashion, right? You're a blogger, you like to blog about your process, you blogged, I'm starting this process and here's what I'm doing. I mean, one thing, yeah. that the good news uh, from a content strategy, right, you produce a lot of really good study content, which is actually very useful for other people. So that's actually a very smart strategy. But going back to the personal stuff, I mean, was there some fear of like, uh, I'm not ready, I'm gonna look stupid, you know, that sort of thing, because that's a lot of what stops people from doing these things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I was. I was quite public about it. I made it public and then questioned if I should have done it. Um, <laughs> as, as you do, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. As with anything, you're like, I'll make it public. I'm going to lose so much weight or whatever. And then you really have to keep to it. But I think that links to a bit of the whole, um, <laughs> a bit of the whole idea around making it public about what you're planning to do is, you know, even when I was booking the exams and putting a date in, it, was, it followed the same kind of mantra where I thought if I make it public, I'm actually going to have to be reportable to that. And, and everyone varies. I'm not saying people who keep it quiet, you know, everyone works differently. Um, yeah, but for you, that accountability. That and you, what I like about it is with all these earlier certifications, you were basically training yourself to make yourself more public and mm. allow that to be a feedback loop for accountability. And you just kind of worked your way up there until like it got a little bigger, but you've already gone down that path many times in your brain. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think I made it quite public and I tried to evangelize the certification even before I did it. Um, and yeah, I think it was a lot of time of... Yeah, trying to get it going, telling people what I'm going for, and I made it fairly public when I failed. I think that doesn't happen very much at all. I mean, the, the numbers of 
people who actually fail the VCDX and no one is actually aware or the amount of times people have to do it multiple times. And everybody probably thinks it's just them. Absolutely. Or, yeah. And that's one thing that was extremely hard. I have to be honest, when I failed the first one, I actually questioned if I should just quit virtualization altogether and just become like a, a digger or something because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was certainly devastated about it, to say the least, especially when you've put in a lot of time, you've sacrificed time with family and friends and a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I, I put up a blog posting stating, I failed it, I'm very disappointed, these are my plans that I'm going to do to try and prep for next time. I got a lot of good feedback from that, of people saying, I really appreciate someone coming out and saying, look, I failed. And I, I mean, it actually ties into really great, one of your Geek Whispers podcasts, where you say, you know, the, the fear of failure, everyone fails, but to actually be open and admit, actually, you know, I've failed here, this is what I've done, how I failed, and I'm going to try and make it better next time. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's actually a really good trait to almost fail fast in a way. <laughs> Nothing's more human than failure. I think it, uh, it takes a lot of gumption to admit it publicly. So it's, it's good you've trained yourself and we're certainly advocates of it here in the Geek Whispers. Um, I want to ask like the, what is logically the, the next question to me, like, okay, so you, you got it. You, you got the freaking VCDX, man. Yeah. Did it change your world? Was it all at once? Did everybody just come, like, now whenever you walk in a room, do they clap for you? Or, um, I hope that sounds amazing. Did yeah, it, I would like there to be a theme song. Yeah, did it, but in, the, in a serious tone, did it meet your expectations and what it would do for you? Or maybe did you even have expectations or was it just a thing you wanted to do? Um, I think my expectations changed slowly so what I did is I think I'd always tell people you know if you're going for the VCDX you know what I ask people what are your reasons because I think you know you you have to you have to look at that as the journey I mean it's very very cliche it's all about the journey but it really is and you have to use it for the right reasons I think if you're going for the VCDX you're like well I want to do the VCDX because I want to make X amount of money or I want to be um, a VCDX because just like you guys done a, vibra, uh, a whole piece with Frank Dinnerman I want to be the next Frank Dinnerman and there's nothing wrong with aiming like that at all but I think it's all about the journey and you've got to use it for what you want and what's the motivation I'm kind of curious of you know how the job uh, market fits into that right so obviously a lot of people think about certs as a piece of job qualification and it's mm. going to get me a better job or or they won't hire me if I don't have this kind of cert and that's my leg up or my, my way in. I mean, was that one of the motivations here? Um, look, I, I work for a partner, so obviously having certifications is very beneficial. They're a VMware partner, so having VCDXs does help. I think the, the challenge with it is it's not as well known as possibly, at least I thought it would be as well known. Like I knew it, I thought, of course, everybody knows what this is, but and unfortunately, at least my opinion, more customers are excited that I'm a V expert than a VCDX. And there's certainly nothing oh, wrong with being a V expert. I'm, I'm sorry but it, about but that. But that is, that is honestly well known. It's all your it fault, is. John. Yeah. <laughs> just, Let's yeah. blame just like, get in. Um, <laughs> but that it is the truth, is that people don't fully understand. When they see a VCDX, they don't fully understand what it is. And I think when people are looking for new jobs, recruiters might not understand what you're doing certainly like specific companies might understand it but other companies might not mm. so really use it for the journey and the experience you have it for because when you gain the VCDX um, certainly obviously some people gain it and then they join um, hyper converged 
you know, companies and things like that. And that's great, but also don't think you're going to get it and, yeah, you get a theme song and people clap you in. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing, but... It's a, it's a signal on your resume, and that's, that's all it is. I mean, I don't, again, we don't want to compare it to PhD too much, but, you know, a PhD too, right? A PhD doesn't mean you're some brilliant person, really. It means you've had enough grit to slog it out yeah. and, and fulfill the requirements. I've met a lot of PhDs that I think are pretty idiotic. You know, having that VCDX doesn't mean you're superpowered. It doesn't mean that you're uh, a brain, a floating brain. It <laughs> means that you managed to pass the certification, which is like a like a university degree, a strong signal that uh, oh, okay, this person actually you know did worked hard at it. It, worked, yeah. it has a body of knowledge. I think so, and I think that the the great thing with doing that kind of stuff is you're saying you 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 you'll spend a lot of the time. But I think for me is. Doing the VCDX actually kind of took the blinkers off. Um, so you, you do it and you actually, I can't remember whose graph it is, of you believe you know how much you know and actually, actually how much you know. And it really is that. It's a, it's a classic idea of you think you're great, you think you're something else. Um, you pass the VCDX, you do it, and you work with people who have different skill sets. And you actually realize, wow, I actually don't know that much. You know, I, th I thought I was you know, something else. And actually, the fact, there's actually so much more to learn. And that was one thing with the VCDX I found was I did it and I realized how much more I need to learn, um, how much more things, not just VMware-wise, but other cloud technologies and what I need to learn about that and actually how, yeah, and amount of stuff I really need to learn that actually covers the whole ecosystem. I, I really like that question because we frame this at the beginning as an elite certification, but in an ever-changing ecosystem. Mm. We're at VMworld, uh, but for many of us in the VMware community, we've pivoted in other directions towards open source technologies or different orchestration engines or just kind of up-leveling to the app layer. So how, I mean, how do you plan to continue down the certification path or what are you planning to learn next? Um. So I, I seem to be a bit of a stickler for pain. Um, so I've, I've submitted for a second VCDX um, in cloud, um, as you do. Um, so yeah, I, I've done that, but also, yeah, looking at those kinds of things, um, starting to certainly get more into containers and everything else, because I think that's the way it's all going. That's certainly with a lot of the announcements at VMworld and you know VMware integrated containers and stuff like that. I think that's where a lot of it's going. Would you consider going over and doing some AWS or, or container certificates? Um, I think so. So certainly after this VCDX, I'm actually um, looking at doing a whole bunch of Amazon certifications, um, trying to make myself learn a lot of that kind of stuff as well as um, linking myself certainly into more coding. I came to the VMware Code Hackathon. I certainly don't know coding. Um, I, I have to be honest, I wimped out and didn't even bring a laptop so I wouldn't be drawing <laughs> in. Um, but, that was tricky. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do apologize for that. <laughs> but I think the whole idea is I, I know I need to learn that kind of stuff and that's where everything's going and if people accept it or not, you have to do it. And I know some people didn't agree with, I think you said it, that everyone's a developer on the vBrownBag opening next. And some people didn't agree with that. And that's, I seem to fall out with people on Twitter as well. But I think I do agree with that. I think everybody's a developer. It's just a certain level that you're at. And it's really important to be able to get in. And if you think, oh, I'm not a developer, I can't learn this. I think you really can. I think 
start off, yeah, do commitments or do whatever you want to try and get into those skills and start learning those skills. You might not use it 100%, you might not become a developer, but I think it really is important. I mean, I'm, I've, as I say, I've got a three and a half year old daughter and I'm, I'm certainly, I'm getting a Raspberry Pi and I'm going to certainly start training her to fiddle around with that at a right age because I think, you know, coding and everything else is going to be an integral part of, you know, all the children's lives. And Greg, what I love, your whole message is about just being a little fearless, you know, like not being so terrified of learning a new technology or getting rejected by a certification that you wouldn't recover and do it again. So I really admire that and I appreciate you talking more about it. But uh, I know before we close, Amy always has this thing she likes to bring up. So uh, I think I need to pass be, the mic. Couldn't be better timing. Uh, uh, and there's a robot going by. Someone joins us remotely. That's um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> The geek, it's the first time that's ever happened on the Geek Whispers. <laughs> so, Greg, uh, with all the pain and with all the suffering, what in this would you counsel someone never, ever do this again? What's the biggest lesson learned? I think the biggest lesson learned is trying to do too many things at once. So, it really is, when I did it the first time, I was certainly burning the candle at both ends. I worked up until the day before the defense and the day after the defense. At that point, um, I don't want to put off people with young children, but I had a very small child who didn't sleep through the night until she was two, and I still did the VCDX. Also, if I can do it, anyone can do it, really. But yeah, try, try and work it out, try and um, plan out your life better. And you know, I, I, for my second attempt, I took a week off before to make sure that I could spend enough time on the certification, but also spend downtime with my wife and my child and make sure that What's that? And I think that's a lot of what I try and do in life at the moment now is to try and book in time where I'm going to do what I want to do, try and upskill, but also spend that downtime with the family and friends and doing things, um, trying to get outside and get more fresh air, example, just to, yeah, try and, you know, not burn the candle at both ends, really. That's a good answer. Great yeah, advice. Gotta uh, congratulations on your first VCDX. You're a sick but brilliant man. Uh, good luck on your second <laughs> VCDX. And we look forward to, to hearing about what you're studying next. So if people want to find you, you mentioned your Twitter handle. Will you do it one more time? Of course. So it's uh, Twitter handle is GregRobertson5. So two Gs at the end of Greg, three in total. And also on the Safa Geeks, so that's S-A-F-F-A, Geek. Um, that's short for South African slang. Um, and yeah, I'm also on the part of the V Brown Bag crew. If you have any questions, let me know. And I also write, I have to have a very short shout out. I run a VCDX study group, study slash mock group, where I'm trying to learn all those skills, link up people together, and show everybody that we're not all floating brains and we all want to help each other. Love it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Greg. It's always a pleasure. And for VMworld 2016, Geek Whispers are over and out. See ya. You've been listening to the Geek Whisperers podcast. Tune in on iTunes or Stitcher for regular stories of technology careers, cultures, and lives. Share it with a friend or invite us to an event through our website, geek-whispers.com. Find us on Twitter at geek underscore whispers or at jtroyer, mjbrender, and comms ninja. Thanks for listening and see you next time.